Well, this morning we're going to be talking about the issue of rapid land release versus the delivery of RDP houses. Now, uh, many of you would have seen the reports of Minister Lindiwe Sisulu uh, having said quite a a number of years ago when she was then um, the minister that the housing development minister saying that, you know, the large scale delivery of houses um, simply becomes unsustainable this is due to the restraints on the government on the government's budget and so what are the options in dealing with that can the department look at distributing land or releasing land rather than actually building people RDP houses. Well, joining us today from the department is Neville Cheney, who is the DDG for Strategy and Planning in the Department of Human Settlements. Uh, Good morning, Neville, and thank you for your time today. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for having me. Neville, I think maybe let's just start with the basics and start with what the department is actually planning when it comes to addressing matters of of land. And and again, speak to us about this land rapid land release program and the RTP houses and where the two intersect. Okay, thank you, uh, Cathy. I think at the onset, let me let me clarify this issue because I think it it, it was there were there were a few uh, statements that were pushed out not by the department or by the minister or by government for that matter. The point about this is that we are not stopping or uh, halting the construction of subsidised houses for uh, vulnerable and prioritised groups. So I think I must make that very clear. Uh, But what we are doing is within the current policy uh, and the programs that we have, and given the constraints that are there in relation to the budget reductions, but also the pressures that are arising as a result of urbanization, and particularly in our large towns and cities, what we are doing is we are have asked provinces, together with municipalities, to look at measures which allows for a more rapid release of service stands to households, and then, as indicated by the minister, that we can use the various other options that are available within our programs, including Zendeleni, to allow for the construction of houses. Uh, in instances where, where, where there are priorities in relation to the vulnerable, old age, military vets uh, who are incapacitated, people with disabilities, the department continues on that trajectory of constructing uh, subsidized houses or RDP houses as indicated. Thanks, Kevin. So, so when it comes to the, to these serviced stands that um, the government is now looking to put together, are they going to address the issue of spatial planning currently of many RDP houses not being within reach of the urban centers where work is actually taking place? Okay. The, 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 as I've indicated, the, the provision of, of service stands does not in any way dissuade or not allow uh, 
instances where the social and rental housing programs will continue. So, for example, you will know that the department also has a priority uh, that speaks about uh, fin- uh, or, or upscaling uh, social and rental housing, informal settlement upgrading, uh, and part of that basket is uh, rapid land release. Now, what it does is that in instances where it allows for and ensures that there is uh, social and rental housing as well as a more medium density, uh, which ensures that the spatial disintegration that we inherited is done away with, uh, that will be done. It doesn't necessarily mean that if uh, rapid or if service stands are provided, it has to be provided in areas which don't encourage spatial integration. So I, so I think that's the one uh, instructive issue that we've indicated, because what we have advised is that the department, the minister has approved 136 priority housing development areas, which allows for a concentration and a better location of these stands and other programs of the department. We're going to continue our conversation with Neville Cheney. He's the DDG for Strategy and Planning in the Department of Human Settlements. As you heard there, uh, a slight shift in policy in terms of the approach when it comes to providing housing or even land in the country. We're going to explore then just some of these changes further after this quick break. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. Well, thanks for staying with us on the talking point. We're in conversation with the Department of Human Settlements and they're telling us about the multifaceted approach that the department is taking in trying to deal with the issue of housing provision and I think in general landlessness in this country. So uh, Neville Cheney is the DDG for strategy and planning in the department. Neville, just so that I'm clear, so effectively what you are saying the department is now going to be doing is that you'll you'll still have the low-income housing projects. You are then going to add to that the rapid release, which is going to be the stands that are serviced, that have, you know, basic services. I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be water, uh, sanitation. And then on top of that, you're still going to be continuing with the RDP housing projects. That's correct. So, so, So just to indicate, I mean, you know, it's it's about better program targeting and focus to ensure that the department and government is responsive. So, so, so the point being is that, uh, in terms of, of of where we at as a country, there will always be a need for uh, particularly households who are vulnerable, who are unable to then construct houses after they've been provided with uh, a service stand. And I think the other important part about this is that the, 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 the provision of these or the allocation of these service stands uh, includes security of Kenya. So, 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 so it's about Kenya as well. So what is the criteria that is going to be used to determine who qualifies for what? Obviously, in relation to, to, to that qualification criteria, you would have, you would have uh, in the previous years, uh, understood the fact that there was the whole point that what we need to be able to focus on, particularly in relation to allocation of, of, of 
houses or subsidized houses to, for example, the elderly, the aged, uh, those people over 40, as, 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 as was previously indicated. And where the instance is that where there are uh, persons, households that are economically active, able to uh, undertake certain initiatives on behalf of themselves, they can do so. So, so, so in relation to the criteria, uh, obviously the, the, the current qualification criteria in ensuring that all of those people who earn less than 3,500, uh, they will be, they will, depending on their circumstances, uh, access a house, depending on their circumstances, be able to uh, access a service stand. And then it also what it does is that it allows for people who fall outside of the current uh, uh, criteria of, of benefit to be able to then approach uh, either a province or a municipality and then indicate they would then like to purchase or then they would like to fund the, uh, the, the acquisition of that stand. Because you'll remember that the, one of the criticisms that has been raised against the department is that there's a substantial amount of households that don't qualify for a subsidy because their earnings uh, does not allow them. Uh, and, and the more important part about all of this is that this is about a response and a more responsive uh, understanding of what communities have asked. Uh, and I think, and I think it's incumbent on us to 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 to, to ensure that we're in tune and, and and consistent with what what the community benefits and what what is rational. It's a rational it's a rational decision mm. given the fact there's a reduction, given the fact there's uh, 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 a need to ensure that we we, we ensure that people have uh, water, sanitation, security of Kenya, and. Uh, based on their uh, circumstances, access to a house. How, how is it going to deal with the spatial planning and perhaps equalize the playing field in terms of who is able to live nearby the urban centers, as I was saying earlier, where they are able to access jobs and be part of the economic activity? I mean, remember part of what... The, what what we're doing is not outside of any of the municipal or provincial spatial priorities or focus areas in relation to development. So what we've done as the department is together with, uh, based on the consultation with the provinces and municipalities, we've declared, as I've indicated just earlier, priority development areas. Those priority development areas are where the focus of the department's programs will be. So those areas have been determined on the basis of the fact that they will ensure socioeconomic stability and sustainability for all of the house, households uh, who are concentrated within that within those areas. Because you, you remember that 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 the whole uh, matter related to uh, sustainability is about location and it's about uh, uh, where the area is. Uh, and the important aspect is that in the determination of the priority development areas, uh, there's, 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 there's a concept of uh, economic, socioeconomic uh, infrastructure and services. So it, it lends itself to ensuring 
that we don't create pockets of poverty, but we ensure that there's an integration of not only income, but about uh, class and race as well. There's also the issue of databases, Neville, because with the provision and the rollout of RDP houses, there doesn't seem to be a central database that can tell you that Kathy Mutlachana applied for an RTP house in the first for the first time in 1996 and was given that house, let's say, um, in the year 2000. And so how how is what what government is doing now going to be fundamentally different so that we don't end up with the situations that we've had before where initiatives are made to build houses but these houses never end up in the right people's hands? Kathy, I mean, I think it's important to note that the department together with the provinces and municipalities does have a system, uh, the National Housing Needs Database, as well as the housing sub, uh, subsidy system. The housing subsidy system is a, is, a, is a system that ensures and allows us as the department and government that all of the people that have been provided with government system, assistance in whatever form or where there's been a subsidy, those people are on a database. So whenever someone applies uh, and a new application, that application gets uh, run against each of the, against that housing database, and it checks whether or not the person has uh, owned the house, the income, uh, as well as the person if the person has benefited previously. So, so that is there. I mean, that that check and balance is there. The one issue that 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 in relation to databases, as you've raised, which has become a problem, was the issue around the question of waiting lists. And as the National Department, we then took the initiative together with provinces and municipalities to provide what we call the housing needs database. So what happens is that someone who requires a house goes in, uh, registers, and when there's a uh, development or when there's an opportunity that becomes available, uh, that then gets uh, communicated to the person, uh, and they can then they can benefit. I think the one issue around that aspect is that the ability for provinces and municipalities, based on funding they get from us, to be able to meet that demand of pe- numbers of people that are on that database. That is which that is which has been created. That has created a substantial amount of disaster. Uh, dissatisfaction amongst, amongst uh, households. Because obviously, in certain instances, people have said they've registered in Never. We'll have to continue with this conversation after this break. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. You're live on The Talking Point. I'm in conversation with Neville Cheney. He's the DDG for Strategy and Planning in the Department of Human Settlements. We're talking about the response of the department to a land and housing provision. How exactly is this problem that so many South Africans face going to be dealt with? The numbers to use this morning, 011-714-2006. Uh, you can get to it quickly if you want to put one or two questions to um, Mr. Cheney on the WhatsApp line. It's 0614-104-107. In fact, let me take one or two voice notes that you've already sent in uh, connected to this conversation. 
Morning, Keith. Uh, I want to talk about the issue of housing. On the 17th of February, the local housing department go go Gandhi Square. And then the guy who helped me there, he told me I must go and look for a, a stand, go informal settlement in because government is busy about informal settlement. The family housing, I will consider. It's my paper from Pinville, so wait to thank you. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. With uh, regards to uh, the design of these uh, low-cost housing uh, in the building upwards, are we uh, therefore subscribing to the American ghettos uh, philosophy in housing uh, people in these uh, buildings with no recreational facilities and uh, a direct recipe for uh, you know, uh, the gangs, uh, etc., because uh, the kids will have uh, no recreation whatsoever. The other point is uh, there is a lot of uh, land claims or uh, claims for restitution that are outstanding, especially in KZN. And uh, there was a court case that uh, stopped the uh, this process, and I don't know, uh, you know, uh, what's the the uh, next uh, step uh, uh, by the uh, department of uh, land restitution uh, in regard to that uh, have, are they still uh, compensating people or uh, giving people uh, land in uh, lieu of these claims thanks frank marsberg good day kathy please ask your guests how does one qualify for that land all right. So thanks for all of that engagement. Mr. Cheney, I must tell you that um, the phone lines are ringing off the hook. There are lots of people that have questions to ask about this matter or that want to contribute to this conversation. Uh, are you in a posi- position to actually extend it until after the uh, 10 o'clock news update? Uh, yeah, I've just got a, I've got an, uh, a uh, commitment at quarter past 11 at so, quarter past 11. Yeah. Okay. Let's see let's see how much we can get through before then. I really appreciate it and I know that um we were only scheduled to have you until um until 11 o'clock. So I do apol- I, I do appreciate that you're going to just give us that uh, extra time. Maybe let me just get your response then to some of the voice notes that have been uh, sent in and the the first one um the listener was talking about how she went to um the housing office and was inquiring about RDPs and she was told that they're actually not dealing um, with those cases right now and basically sent her sent her home without giving her any answers and she wants to know what the situation is. Thanks. Uh, Kathy, I'll, I'll, I'll take all three of them. I think the, the, the first one of the lady concerned, I mean, that's the unfortunate part about this. And, 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 and I think it's, 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 it's you know, that, that unresponsiveness and disconnectedness of uh, the officialdom that lets us down, uh, and that must be managed. The point about that is that that is exactly what we are trying to resolve with this, based on the fact that there is a demand that exceeds the current ability of provinces and municipalities to construct houses. And I think if you have noticed in all of the protests, in all of the 
community uh, 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 protests and 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 uh, marches that have occurred. The one issue that has come up very strikingly in all of this is that households and people have said to, to the department, well, if you can't meet this demand to build houses, provide us with the land and service it and give it to us and we'll do the rest. And I think I'm sure that if there is that ability for us, uh, and that's the ability that we said, that, 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 that I think we must disabuse ourselves that people are out there waiting to be given handouts. That's not the case. And I think this has been demonstrated in a lot of instances. So I'm sure that the lady concerned would have been a lot more, uh, it would have been a lot more responsive on our part to be able to say, well, we can't give you a house, but we have the service stand. And the important part about the service stands is they're a lot more easier and quicker to, to be able to develop than a house. Uh, and there's also a cost implication because depending on, 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 on what, the, what the circumstances and where you are, for every one house that we construct, we can at least give people uh, three stands. So, 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 I mean, it's a no-brainer. The point about the American ghettos and, 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 and as I've indicated previously, pockets of all, that is exactly what we are trying to do to eradicate in relation to these priority development areas. Hence, we have forcing provinces, municipalities together with other departments to ensure that we concentrate investment, we concentrate funding into those areas. Because, yes, what has happened is that we've built, school, uh, we've built developments, but the schools have lagged, the clinics have lagged behind. Uh, and and, and, there's, and there's, been, there's been a dissatisfaction around that. And that is what we're trying to resolve in those priority uh, development areas. In relation to the qualification criteria... Okay, Neville, the- Neville, I'm just going to come in there because we are going to be extending after news. So let me go to the latest news update and then I'll give you a chance to uh, finish your own contributions and we'll take um, a, a couple of calls after that. Neville Cheney is the DDG for Strategy and Planning in the Department of Human Settlements. <laughs> The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's 7 after 11 o'clock. You're live on the third and final hour of the Talking Point today. Uh, we're in conversation with Neville Cheney. He's the DDG for Strategy and Planning in the Department of Human Settlements. We've been talking about the um, you know, different programs that the department is embarking on in addressing the issue of access to land and to housing. Um, the Mr. Cheney, of course, telling us earlier that while government is going to be embarking on the rapid land release program, uh, RDP houses are also still going to be built and there will still be um, projects on low-income households. So it, it seems that it's a it's a multifaceted approach that uh, the government is taking to trying to respond to this uh, problem. And Neville, you were still uh, dealing with some of the issues that had been raised by our listeners. Hello, Neville. Sorry, Kathy. Just to indicate, uh, in relation to the the point, and I was just expanding on the point around the question mm. that what we don't want to do is ghettoize our settlements or our towns and cities. And I think that's not that's not the intention. The point about this is that hence we 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 ministers declared the 
priority development areas. So what that does is that it focuses, concentrates investment into areas, and that allows then uh, for all of the required socioeconomic infrastructure and services to be provided. Uh, so what we don't have is uh, housing uh, being or uh, land being developed, and then the, the requisite schools, clinics, uh, and recreational facilities lagging behind and 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 in certain instances even roads and and, and stormwater infrastructure so that's not the intention and i think it's also the issue around the question of of compacting development because there's a substantial amount of of infrastructure that is available which we should make available Mm. the issue around the question of how do we qualify uh the point about it is that the rapid land release uh program and and obviously what I would suggest is that the, our, our policy unit and program management unit, uh, if you want, could come back to and, and, and have a longer, uh, more intensive discussion so that we can, you know, we can make sure that, that the community and public are, are, are well aware and mm-hmm. up to date on what's happening. So, okay, th- so that, that, would, that would definitely be helpful, Neville. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that would, yeah, I, I mean, I would suggest that, that we try and do that not try and do that, but I'll I'll, I'll go back and, and make sure that uh, together with the with the communications team that the relevant people uh, are able to to undertake that uh, that that discussion further. Okay, let me go to Ivy in Johannesburg. Ivy, good morning. Very briefly, please. Morning, Kathy. Hi, Mama. Hi, hello, Mama. Likai. Ritei. Yeah. 1996, the people of government, they came to us, approached us. Mm. They got a land for us as domestics and partners from all over the country to help plans so that our kids can come and stay with us. And then they saw us the land, and then they said, we must go and apply. And we went straight away and applied. Mm. I didn't get that house. Mm. And when I asked, when we go there and ask them, when are you going to build? They said, they're still busy because um, that will come like this. Mm. We must give them a chance. Well, we said, okay. And we went and went. They came back to us. Meetings and meetings, nothing happened. Mm. And then when we go there again, they said, no, uh, we must apply again. And then <laughs> we applied again, 2004, nothing. Hmm. It's, an, it's an endless cycle. Then, sorry? I'm saying it's an endless cycle. Yeah. And then you know what happened? And then those who applied 1996, and then they said, we said it must come 2004, and then they, they get their uh, reverence, they said they built in Cosmo City. And then Cosmo City, I was the same person. And then when I go there, and they said, no, I don't, and they said to me, you don't know how to work with people. I said, how? And they said, I must give them 3,500. The house costs money. You can't just give some people house for nothing. Mm. Where did I see in, in the country people give you a house just like that? And I said, they said, I 
are not for sale. And you promised us that was for free. And they said, manifest. I never get that house. The lady who was paying also her money is just gone. Mm-hmm. The old lady they came, they said they're going to build her eight-room house. She died. She never gets nothing. Oh, Mum Ivy. Thank you so much for calling in. Let me just get Neville to respond quickly because he has to go in a couple of minutes. Uh, Neville, just one other one other issue that's being raised on our WhatsApp line. Um, Kanjo is saying military veterans were allocated houses mm-hmm. by the Department of Human Settlements in Rama City. There's no water and lights, meaning that the area is unsurfaced, unserviced, unserved rather. Okay. Thanks. I mean, Kathy, the, the point, uh, I mean, you, you know, listening to Mum Ivy's point, and you see it, it's this issue that that I think we, the departments want in, because what we do, what happens is that out of desperation, mm. uh, you find that kind of situation. And and I think the point that, that, that Mum Ivy is raising is that it creates all of these monsters, the monsters of corruption, the monsters of fraud. Uh, I mean, it's it must be clear that anyone who earns less than 3500 does not have to pay out any monies to anyone to be able to qualify for a uh, subsidized house. And, and, and in relation to the uh, rapid land release, they don't have to pay. And even if that's the case, uh, no money should exchange hands between any official and member of the public Unless, of course, it's within a designated framework, and and I think it's, it's you know it's it's just heart wrenching to be able to listen to this. So what we're trying to do is to try and ensure that those false promises or those or those negative aspects that come out as a result of this desperate shortage is there. And I think through this rapid land release program, we can we can we can push back that because I think it's a rational response and it meets that. Uh, the military veterans uh, matter related to Rama City, I will have to take that because that's a development between the provincial department and uh, the Tuane local uh, municipality uh, where a house has been constructed uh, and, a, and, a, and a piece of land on which that's developed. There is nothing that says, well, I'm not quite sure why uh, a house would be built on land in an urban area such as the city of Tuane. Uh, and there's no water and sanitation. Uh, I, I will, I will, I will look into that. I, I cannot explain that. Okay, Neville, uh, we'll trust. Then maybe we'll have an answer from your department next week when we have this segment. Thank you very much. All right. Neville Cheney is the DDG for Strategy and Planning in the Department of Human Settlements. And remember that this feature was also brought to you by the Department of Human Settlements.